Señores! What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday to all to start of another week here, and welcome on in to Oi! In Philly Sports, I am your host, El Parcero Philly. Thank you so much for tuning on in. It is Monday, June, or June. I wish it was June, right? <laughs> it is July 12, 2021. We are at the halfway mark of 2021. Ain't it crazy? We just got done the craziest years in, in all of our time, all of our history, and, and we are halfway through 2021. It is not bad. It is not bad at all. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Of course, I was down at the at the Brigantines, the Brigantars, as we like to call it down there, uh, went that went on the deck this this past Sunday. Uh, Atlantic City was lively. Everything it's pretty cool. So every, seeing everything back to normal, watching Phillies baseball at a bar, uh, live music, uh, good vibes, good food. I uh, can't complain. Obviously, obviously, we cannot complain. I hope everyone had a great weekend of, for themselves. Of course, we had a lot that happened over this past weekend. A lot of eyes were on the on soccer. It was crazy. A lot of I, I, everywhere I went on Sunday, I saw uh, I saw English, uh, I saw England jerseys, I saw Italian jerseys. I was like, do you guys actually like soccer? Wait, what? I've been criticized all this time for being the Philly sports guy or the Philly sports fan who loves soccer, who endorses soccer all the time. And yet I got people walking around in, in Harry Kane jerseys and, and old Italian jerseys. Like it is funny. It is funny. But of course, you know, we're, we're, we're not salty. Congratulations to the Italian national team as they beat England yesterday uh, in penalties. It was a crazy circumstance in those penalties. Of course, listen, Anything can happen in PKs. I know people don't care for it, but it is the ultimate uh, realm of drama that are in sports. You know, you one by one, uh, all the pressures on you and one slight move, man, it might <laughs> it, it might go really, really wrong for you. But um, I'll be I'll be completely honest, with you guys, I don't I don't shy away from anything. I have my beliefs um, and I am not ashamed of it. And And listen, there's people who don't like my content because of the beliefs that I have. I didn't watch the Euro finals. I didn't care for the Euro finals. Both sides to me, England and, and Italy, um, they're both sides that kind of disappoint me. I have grew up watching a lot of Serie A soccer. I grew obviously, Premier League, you can't get away from. But for me, racism has no place in sports. I take that very, very seriously. Um, there are certain things that I can let slide, but racism, that's not one thing I could slide in. And and and, and honestly, yesterday, it, it proved my point. It really proved my point. You know, you have Italy has been known as one of the most racist nations in, in Europe. Uh, England yesterday showed their true colors in the PK. Obviously, the criticism of Rashford, Sancho, and Saku, disgusting, absolutely filthy, disgusting. Um, there's no word to explain what 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 the actions that were demonstrated to these players. Um, it's just so sad. Like these are this is sports. These are games. These are things that we escape from. There, we take this way too seriously. We forget that these are just human beings, just just like just like you and I. But um, yeah, I will be honest with you guys. I didn't I didn't really care to watch it because I strongly believe that racism has no place in sports. You guys can call it politics. You guys can call it blemish. You guys can call it stupid. But that's just how I feel, and I'm proud of myself for believing in those things. And um, it, and I just thought that it, it was a, it was a bad, bad, bad look to, uh, yesterday by the British fans, and it was very, very upsetting to see. Uh, but of course, you know, I, I believe in sportsmanship. Congratulations to Italy, uh, very well deserved. Roberto Mancini proving himself again, being a very quality manager worldwide, winning with Manchester City. Uh, I believe he has won with Inter Milan. And of course, now with Italy winning Euros, that's absolutely what they wanted. But um, it's it, it, it just to me, I had no interest in watching it. Of course, the night before uh, Argentina beating uh, um, Brazil. And I just wanted to say, guys, um, the Ronaldo versus Messi conversation. Just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone. Listen. 
Ronaldo got his Continental Tournament in 2016. He got the Euro win. Uh, Messi got his first as as an adult, as a grown ass man. He got his first. Of course, he won with Argentina, but he was like 19 years old, so that really doesn't count. He was even a star player at that point. Uh, but congratulations to both Argentina and to Italy, both very well deserved uh, countries that deserve to win. I just, however, won't support that. It just it is what it is, guys. There's more important things in sports sometimes, and to me, um, racism is taken seriously to me. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at with that. But uh, speaking on some international stuff, we had Olympic basketball, some qualifiers uh, that were going down over the past this past weekend as well. USA getting up. Yeah, of course, I you hear that and everyone starts going crazy, not realizing that these are just qualifiers. But um, look, for Team USA, listen, you guys got to realize, yes, Team USA has the most talent out of any nation in the world. OK, we all understand that. But this is a team sport. OK, and if you don't have that, say still have yet, it's going to take time. You have a lot of stars, millions and millions of dollars. They got to they get paid length uh, it's gonna take them time but it goes to show take any any opponent in these type of tournaments and players from my understanding but they played uh some pretty solid basketball yeah and it was uh, it was it was interesting to see interesting to see here um the home run derby ladies and gentlemen is tonight we are back with the derby i'm actually pretty excited for this uh my girlfriend's brother he's all hyped up about it as well so i it got me hyped up uh, i haven't been a, i haven't been a, I haven't been a big fan of the home run derby in this new format that they have the new the new time format that they do have but um there's some really good matchups today that i'm i cannot wait to watch and to top it all off this home run derby is going to be more entertaining than usual because they are in colorado they are in coors field where the ball will be flying out of the park it's gonna it, it's gonna be a, a one of the one of the better home run derbies so on the left side of the bracket you got uh of course the star and the favorite to win the home run derby this year you got la anaheim angels Sh uh, Shohei otani he of course is the number one seed but he's got a really good underdog and we know him very well here in the nl least yes the nl least we'll talk about that in a second but he's gonna go up against uh, the, the nationals juan soto I'm, that to me is the best matchup in the first round of this home run derby. That's the one I'll be keeping all eyes on. Then you got um, the Royals, Salvador Perez, going up against the Mets, Pete Alonso. That is another solid one as well. I think Pete Alonso is a dark horse in this one. I, I talked about it earlier. Uh, and Salvador Perez, I mean, he's a veteran guy. He's got that bat, and he's he's been hitting this year. The Royals seem to be start, starting to make a little bit of a comeback here, but. I'm, I'm excited about that matchup. Then on the right side, you got the Rangers, Joey Gallo. I, believe, I didn't, didn't even realize he was in Texas. <laughs> and then the Rockies, uh, he, the home guy, the homegrown guy, um, he's going to be uh, bat or Trevor Story is going to be batting against Joey Gallo. And then you got the uh, Athletics, Matt Olson going to go, going up against the Orioles, Trey Mancini. So uh, some some uh, to me, obviously, the left side not or, or the right side not as uh, entertaining as the left side. But man, oh man, just the fact that it's in Coors Field, I'm so excited for it. Uh, let me know, guys, who you believe will win uh, in the comments. Definitely let me know who you believe will win here. 
Um, and uh, uh, tell me how excited you are because I'm super excited about what is going on. Dylan, what is up, my man? How you doing? I hope you had a great weekend. What? How about them fills? We'll talk about that in a second. But how about them fills, guys? How about them fills? How they've got you feeling over here? Miles Sanders burner. He's not. He's not the goat no more. He's the burner. What is going on, my man? How you doing? I hope you had a great weekend. Keith Hayes, what's going on, my man? I hope you had a great weekend. Um, soccer never made a comeback, AJ. Soccer has always been here. Um, I, Americans are starting to realize, I think, but uh, it's never gone anywhere. We just kind of looked away, and that's okay. But it's here. It's been here for us. I'm going to my dad's friends because they're Italian, and, and we celebrating there. Hey, you, you absolutely 100% enjoy that, my man. Absolutely enjoy it. Um, Keith, if uh, you haven't been here in a while, but the way this show works is we put the link out at the end. If you want to come on in at, we will allow you to come on in, but, um, definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on in here, man. Uh, Dylan, we'll get to that in a second. Of course, of course, of course, I think Gal will win it rooting for Mancini though. What a story, man. <coughs> the, the experience of Gallo, it definitely interests me. Um, Mancini, I, I think that's going to be a, it's going to be fun to watch him as well. Again, just being on being in Colorado makes this even more entertaining for sure. Uh, I'm going to come on tomorrow. If you're doing a show tomorrow, sounds good, Dylan. I'll be, I'll be waiting for you, my man. Keith is on here. Keith is back going back and forth here between TikTok and, and, and YouTube. I like it. I like it. But speaking of which we have the home run derby, of course, it is the all-star break. And of course we got to start off today with the Philadelphia Phillies, um, so pretty much we are at the halfway point of the season. And currently your Philadelphia Phillies are sitting at 44 and 44. That is good enough for second in the NL East. They are two, three and a half games back of first in the NL East. And they just got done um, to head into this break. They just beat the, uh, they won a series against the Boston Red Sox, two out of three, the AL East leading Boston Red Sox. So honestly, we're going into this break feeling pretty good about ourselves. We just uh, we come up we came off our third straight series win against another quality opponent. Now obviously the Cubs are who they are, but you won three out of four in that series. Um, you beat a solid San Diego Padres team um, in at home. Uh, obviously they are very dangerous themselves. And then you got the Boston Red Sox, who I'll be honest, and I talked about it before we before we head to the weekend last week. I did not feel confident going into that series. I felt like we would we would at, at best get one win in that series. At best, maybe that Sunday game where Aaron Nola would come out come on out and obviously he had a bad outing the, the outing before. So come seeing him to come in uh, on Sunday, I felt like that would be the day. If the Phillies get a win in this series, it'll be on that Sunday. But it was uh, nothing I expected actually did happen uh, throughout the weekend here. So um, Friday, it, it obviously man which we'll get to in a second Vinny v uh what do we what do we say about Vince velasquez right like what what else can we possibly say about Vinny v it, it's just like every single time we see Vinny v uh, go out to the mound right we have all these expectations for him um we believe that he he can go out there and as something is playing <laughs> Uh, we always go out there, and I mean, at least for me, I know that some people are kind of giving up on Vinny V, but for myself, uh, when I see Vinny V out there, I just think that he, he he has it in him. He has it in him to go out and perform for us, but I'm um, trying to find here. Of course, I can't find it now. Um, okay. 
Uh, we could just hit the get back here. So when every time Vinny V goes out there, I I don't know what to expect from him because there's times where I see him going out there and he looks like he has some command. He's got command of the strike zone and he and he's wheeling his deal and he's, his stuff is actually working. But then there's days where it's like, Vinny, are you good? Like, are you good, Vinny? So on Friday, he went out there and he he went two and one third, one third innings pitch. He allowed six hits. He had eight earned runs and he had only two strikeouts. It was absolutely it was terrible. It was just terrible. Like, I didn't expect Vinny to do that on Friday night to start off this series. Right. And then you go after the game. Um, Some video surface. Now, I'm not sure if it was that. Oh, my God. Look at who it is. What's up, brother? I'm I'm feeling great, man. I'm ready for tonight, though. I appreciate it. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I hear you, man. I hear you. No, playoffs is you all you gotta say is playoffs is playoffs. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I, that sounds good to me. I'm gonna be done in about uh, half an hour to an hour. I'll I'll shoot you a text and then we'll 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 uh we'll we'll move on from there. There was Right, right. <laughs> you know those soccer jerseys. Right. I don't know what it is. God, no, God. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, man. I, I don't know what it is with England. They have this mentality that like when it comes to the big moments, they obviously have all the talent in the world to compete with the best of them, but they just cannot finish, man. It, it happened in the World Cup. To, uh, was it now three years ago? They should have been Croatia in the semifinals, but they couldn't get past it. It's it's like a mental block that they personally have over there. And you know, what? yesterday I felt like they should have won. Um, the way they played, I felt like they were the better team for a full 90 minutes, but Italy they, that's why that's why those penalty kicks are so rough, man, because literally all it takes is one bad shot. Momentum is done, man. And that's kind of what happened. You know, you three guys missing PKs. 
uh, Eng- the English manager is getting ripped apart in the British media. Those guys are like Philly sports fans times 10, man. They are not happy this morning. Uh, they were, you know, Exactly. Wembley, yeah. In that big moment. Yeah, man. Yeah, you imagine... You imagine like Paxson Aronson trying to kick a, a penalty kick for uh, Team USA at 17 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Nice. Expectation. It'll it'll be your uh it'll be like your seventh or eighth team. <laughs> exactly. There you go. See, you get it. You get it, man. You get it. I love it, man. Yeah, man. Right. I agree. I just don't know who else we put at that fourth and uh, fifth slots. Because the other problem is you don't. You also don't have a closer. The only other arm he's reli- been reliable over the last month and a half has been Ranger Suarez, and honestly, he's done a good job at closing. Like he hasn't he hasn't blundered yet as a closer. So it's a tough spot. You know, when you don't have a fourth or fifth starting pitcher, I, you know, it's been crazy too. Matt Moore hasn't been terrible. Like he's gone like five innings strong, like every in the last three or four starts. And I'm just like, wow, okay. I mean, I guess you got to keep going with him as your fifth starter now. But Vinny, it. Right. Right. Uh, Spencer Howard. Spencer Howard to the number five spot. And 
once it comes time, once it comes time to playoffs, you've got to go to a three-man rotation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you win or go home, man. So you better you better put up or shut up. Yeah, most teams go to a three four uh, rotation uh, come playoff time. So we'll, we'll see we'll see what Girardi does. But not for for, for me with Vinny V, it's a mental thing. Uh, to me, it's it, you know even like I don't know if you saw the the video that got posted throughout social media, but um, there was a fan as he was walking into the bus. I don't know if it was that Friday or the Saturday game, and they were heckling him, and he he had some words to say. And look, you know, someone claps, someone likes to talk crap at you, you clap back. But in, in my opinion, you know, Vinny, Vinny's been in his head for way too much. And he allowed, allowed that fan to get in his head. Me, thank you. Walk into the bus. And then I'm focusing on my next start or the next time I'm out on the mound. But Vince Velasquez, it, it, that's the problem. Because to me, when I watch it, that's why I say I, I have faith in Vinny. Because I watch sometimes and I see the stuff, but then I see him crumble in it. He does it himself. It's not the team, the, the batter that he's facing. It's literally himself that he's hurting. And it, it's just so unfortunate because he could be a fourth or fifth. He could be a solidified fourth or fifth starter for this team. But I agree. I mean, he, I, we have to experiment with other players. Uh, I mean, you can't keep relying on Vinny to to, to come out and perform. Um, if you're Girardi, I know you don't have any better options. But, man, that, that was pitiful on, on, uh, on Friday night, man. Yeah, that was part of the that was part of that. So, uh, you know, and then to come back out and then put on that 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 eighth run, that eight inning, you know, eight run, eight inning, you know, that that kind of got them all together. And then to, to actually, you know, to win, to close out the series, to go to 500, the all star break is big. It is big. It is big. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it tonight, but. I'm not. I'm still not sold on this team. I'm just. I, I. I. can't. I have a tough time after being like. It's. It's like you know. You have that toxic girlfriend, right? You know. You've given her so many chances, and she's trying to. You know, get back to you. Like to, to me, the, that's how I feel about the Phillies. I've been hurt by the Phillies two not two times already. 2020, 2019. I can't get myself to invest all in on on this team. So I'm not sold. We'll see. Obviously, I would. I want to see Red October. Like that. That's definitely something that that makes me happy. But I also too like we we constantly talk about on the show. We want dynasties. We want you know uh, longevity and a good product. And I don't know if this Phillies team, even if they do make a, a playoff run, I don't know if they are good enough to make it to all the way to the end, or even do this constantly year in and year out uh, for the next couple of years. But we'll see. It's it's it's, uh, it's definitely a tough spot that Dombrowski and Girardi got kind of put into because of the previous regime and Clintac and and, and Kapler. Need them to sniff it first, you know. I, I'd like, I'd like there to be, you know, I'd like it to look like Christmas in October with a lot of red and green. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm looking for. But beyond that, I think that it's, you know, and we'll talk about it more tonight once I get done with the game. But I, I, I think that, uh, I, I think that they actually have a pretty decent shot to make it to the playoffs. And the fact that they would make it, if they make it, is going to be enough for me right now. All right, man. Sounds good, brother. Well, listen, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk tonight about it. We'll, uh, I'll shoot you a text uh, as soon as I'm done here. Uh, what time's your game starting at? Uh, 
Six thirty. Okay, I'll, I'll shoot you text before that. So we'll uh, we'll we'll catch up then. All right, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philly sports guy. Awesome as always, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philly sports guy checking on in here on Oyen Philly Sports. Of course, tonight uh, we'll be doing uh, the Philly Sports Show live um, after his uh, his obviously his, his softball game. We got to make sure he gets in the playoffs. And listen, we're winners here. We don't want to we don't want to lose. So I understand the Philly sports guy is definitely trying to get that playoff dub for sure, for sure. Uh, but but to it, yeah. So Vinny V. Get out of your head. You know, you are a starting pitcher. In, in my eyes, you are a starting pitcher in this league. I need you to just go out there and pitch and, and play the way you know how to play. That That's all it is with, with Vince Velasquez. But um, it's crazy because this team played their best baseball this past week. This was the best uh, Phillies team that I've seen all year long. Obviously, getting the win against the Padres, getting the win against the, the Cubbies, getting the win against the Red Sox. And now you're you're literally 500. And this upcoming Friday, after the All Star break, it's the season starts over for you. You're back to uh, zero and zero, and it's it's full steam ahead at trying to make a playoff run here. Now, look, uh, my stance is still the same with this team. I don't want. I I'm sorry. I want a team that is going to blast for a long time. And I know those type of teams have a good farm system, have um, a reliable depth, right? And this team has none of that. We don't have a good bullpen. We are missing a fourth and fifth starter. Uh, this defense is suspect at best. Uh, we can't develop players. Like, there's just a lot wrong right now. So, for me, yes, a playoff would be nice, and of course I want to see Red October, but I know that that would mask the issues, the deep issues that the Philadelphia Phillies have currently right now, man. So that that's just kind of where I'm at with this team. Um, it, That was a bad scene. I mean, it was kind of funny because Vinny kind of put the fan in his place, but again, Vinny, you don't let these don't let these fans get in your head. If you let these fans get in your head, I don't even want to know what you let these batters do to you. So uh, it was it was definitely an interesting interesting sight there. Um, so it's crazy because we talked about Ranger Suarez. He's been the most reliable arm in this bullpen. Um, Bailey faltered to a part at two point as well. He's kind of come out come out of nowhere and been a reliable arm for us, but. Um, I mean, Archie Bradley's been up and down. Jose Alvarado has been up and down. I mean, I know you guys don't want to talk about Hector Neres. We also have Hector Neres in this bullpen as well. Uh, Brogdon is so frustrating, man. Like, I know it's another one where I know Connor can be uh, can be a good bullpen arm for us too. But I think with him, it's just going to take some time. He's a little bit younger. He came up last year, and this is like his first full year up in the majors. So I think he's going to be okay, but. Um, and I just want him to just figure it out. Just figure it out, please, please, please. Uh, with the uh, we uh, also with the Phillies yesterday. While you know what, first off, Major League Baseball, you guys are terrible, terrible, terrible at marketing all of your products. Okay, um, yesterday was the MLB draft. Of course, the MLB being the MLB, they literally scheduled the MLB draft at during the same time as the NBA Finals, dude. 
anyone is going to pick the NBA Finals over the MLB draft. Do you see what football does with the NFL draft? It's literally a holiday. That whole weekend is an event. Everyone takes time off to watch these NFL drafts. The NBA draft is pretty solid as well. They've hyped that up pretty pretty good as well. Even the NHL draft does a better job than marketing the than the MLB draft. But the MLB draft, man, you don't even know when it is. I literally told my girlfriend last night. We went out to dinner, and it's funny. The last, obviously not last year because last year was COVID, but the previous two years that we've been dating, we literally are in a bar. We've been in a bar and not, we even planned it. We've been in a bar um, watching MLB draft just because, you know, sometimes Sunday night we don't feel like cooking and, and, and we're, we're heading into the week. Just grab a quick bite to eat at a bar or something. And and the last the last three MLB drafts, last, I'm sorry, four, three out of four MLB drafts, I should say, we've watched at a bar and it's because I didn't know that it was actually on, and it was just terrible. But regardless, um, I didn't know. Obviously, I don't know any of these prospects other than Jack Leiter because I watched him pitch for Vanderbilt, and that dude is sick, and he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, But uh, the Phillies drafted with the 13th overall pick, Andrew Painter. He's a big boy. Um, he's He's a high school kid as well. Uh, he, I believe he's six, seven or six. Yeah, he's six, seven. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, he's, uh, obviously he, he's just graduated high school. He, or he was an early commit to, um, to the university of Florida, uh, to play with the Gators. Uh, but he's from Fort Florida, Calvary Christian high school. So shouts to all you Calvary Christian kids out there. Um, but from what I'm hearing, man, he, he's just another one of those big arm guys. And obviously last year, the Phillies went with the, uh, with Mick Abel at the 15th overall pick. Um, and some believe even, uh, Brian Barber, uh, one of the team's scouting director, he's, they, I mean, he kind of said like, you're not necessarily, we're not necessarily trying to build a, a, a starting rotation here, but it's nice to have these two big arms. I'm like, dude, you're trying to start a rotation here with Mick Abel and, and painter, but uh, we got a new we got a new player. We got a new draft pick here in Philadelphia. So please, Philly, welcome Andrew Painter. I hope that you don't turn out to be a bust because uh, we get a lot of those here in Philadelphia, not just with the Phillies, but with the Eagles, the Sixers, and the Flyers. Owen Brand's actually done a pretty solid job drafting as of late, so we can't really come at him anymore. But um, yeah, so that the MLB draft was actually yesterday, and it was actually kind of a quit a little bit surprising here. Um, uh, crazy to think Mancini had cancer last year and now in the home run derby. That's those are the sto- stories you absolutely love to hear. It's a, it's absolutely it, that that's really it's a great story, man. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Hey, the Mitch, what's going on? Uh, how you doing tonight, my man? Welcome to Oi Philly Sports, brother. Go Philly Sports. Phillies need to get one solid starter, four man rotation would be better. <sighs> Chase, the problem is you need a fourth or fifth starter. You need another bullpen arm. Um, you need uh, a third or a first baseman. You need another outfielder. You need a lot of things on this Phillies team. You have good star players, but man, oh man, you you need a lot more. You need a lot more. I would do anything for a red October. Um, yes and no. Again, like I, I feel like this team is just hiding the issues that we actually do have. Uh, we don't have a good farm system. We have holes in this team, and it's it's it. I, red October would be nice, and I obviously won't won't say no to a red October, but I do think that we need a lot of things here in Philadelphia with this Phillies team. Phillies are actually favored to win a division on Mob website. A lot of I, I chase a lot of people actually have them uh, as the favorite to win a division, even though they're not even first. Yes, and we talked about this earlier already. The Phillies have an easy schedule, the easiest schedule in the NL East. Um, of course, thank you for the 
for the exact number, but the Phillies do have the sixth easiest and the Mets have the 27th hardest. So definitely in our favor. Learn anything it's you on the field, not on paper. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We have a very easy schedule. Yes. And Braves are looking out. If Nats don't do much, I think the Nats are done. It was it was a cute little run. They had a cute little run, but you got they're not consistent enough. And they're still pretty young. And I think they will be dangerous, but just not yet. The farm system thing is actually false, though. They have a better farm system rank-wise than some playoff teams right now. Uh, Chase, don't give me the the, the the rankings, okay? Give me the actual products on this team currently. Aaron Nola, and who actually right now, Aaron Nola does not look to be the Aaron Nola that we expected him to be. But Aaron Nola, um, I guess Reese Hoskins and Alec Bohm, other than that, everything else is and, and Aldubo Herrera, everything else has been pretty much team guys that you traded for or you signed for free agency. You look at the good playoff teams, half of the teams, three quarters of the team built through their farm system and then they make a signing here they'll trade here but this team has literally built around bad far, bad bad farm system i i'm sorry but i can't agree with you there man this farm system is bad man um archie bradley you can see he's uh has been getting a lot better since he got injured but the problem is man you paid him as a top close or as a top relief pitch. you paid him to essentially almost be your closer but he can't do that right now um, I love JD Hammer. Give me more JD Hammer. I haven't I've I haven't watched him this year. I know he's been up here, but I saw him last year, and I don't know why he hasn't. Give me the glasses with the long hair, man. That's a great look. Spencer Howard is making a comeback. I don't buy that either. I don't buy that either. I know the Philly sports guy felt that the same way, but I just don't. I don't buy that, man. Um, we do not need a first baseman. Um, you're right. I'll give you that because I'm okay with Alec Boom going over to first base, but um. Yeah, you need to upgrade at first baseman because if you've seen Reese Hoskins' defense, and I know Reese Hoskins has some value around the league, and I'm okay with getting rid of him so we can get other pieces that we do need on this team. We got another Chase. What's going on, Chase? How you doing? Welcome to Oi, man. Yes, Chase, exactly. We got a lot of Chases here, but please, guys, keep Ronald Lacuna in your prayers, man. That is absolutely rough. I did not want to hear that news this past weekend. I'm a Phillies fan and I hate the Braves, but man, I want to see all the best players in the majors. I don't it, I don't want it to be an easy route. And honestly, Ronald Acuña is actually fun to watch, except that when he is killing my Phillies. <laughs> I listen to Mitch, I hope and pray that you uh, you are 100% right. And on to that point, um because we actually just talked about Alec Bohm, but Nola and Bohm put on, put on COVID protocol. Um look, uh, listen I'm not one of these people that are forces people to get the vaccine. I believe you should get the vaccine. That's where I stand on that. Um, but when you're an athlete like Alec Bohm or Aaron Nola, I don't understand how you don't get the vaccine. I'm sorry. But you are around a group of guys constantly, literally most of your days. Keep everyone safe. Like, I, I just don't get that. But um, a lot, I mean, the good part about this and i know there, there's not really much good parts about covid but the good part about this is that they got this before the all-star break and they have some time to kind of you know get get better but i'm assuming if the, the covid protocol is still intact they'll be back in 10 days or so if they are if they are fine with it but and i was i was just like what the hell guys what the hell no what the hell boomer oh my god uh uh chase you the farm system thing is actually false, though. So um, I said the farm system is bad. So you're saying that I'm I'm wrong from what you said. 
because that's what I said. I said the farm system is not good, and you said that that was false. So am I misunderstanding you, or are you trying to? I don't know what you're trying to say here, but uh, the farm system is bad. Uh, I'm not saying it's not impossible to win with a bad farm system. Yeah, but Chase, I don't want that. I don't want to know what that is like. I want a good farm system that makes things so much easier. And it's easier to me. It's easier to build a good farm system than to build a good team, if that makes sense. Um, and at least we can agree with that. I'm out on Spencer as a starter as well. I, I've seen enough. Um, how do you feel about that? I haven't seen the Phillies all picks. I saw we stole a good outfielder in the third round. That's about it. I only did my research on Andrew Painter. Look, man, it's it's. I, when it comes to draft time, especially the MLB draft, man, some of these players won't even ever see the, the, the majors. It's so hard. And that's why like the, I don't know how you, what you would call that process, but like the drafting process in baseball is the hardest out of every sport. And, it, and sometimes most of the times these kids don't even see the major. So that's why I really, I don't know if I just don't really care to dive in too much in the MLB. I would rather dive in the NHL draft than the MLB draft because of that factor. But I really just interested in Andrew Painter. Um, I like, obviously, I love a big arm pitcher, a starting pitcher, especially when he's that young because he's got so much room for improvement. But uh, no, I don't know what the, all the picks were, just the steal we had in the third round. We only need pitchers. Chase, uh, Chase, we have one of the worst defenses, and that's just not, that's not just because of pitching. That's not just because of pitching, man. And the fact is, too, we can't even – we. when was the last time you developed a good outfielder, outfielder on a very important position, three positions in baseball? But the thing is, I do like how Brad Miller, Brad Miller and Torres have been stepping up, uh, same as Ranger. Yes, um, as far as their bats goes, because Brad Miller is still skeptical on defense. But it's been really beneficial that Joe Girardi has been able to rely on bats in, in off your bench, like a Brad Miller, like a Ronald Torres. And heck, I mean, Jankowski, other than that terrible rundown against Washington like a month ago, he has really been a solid uh, player for you. His bat hasn't been electrifying, but his defense has actually been better than what I've seen thus far from Odubel or Andrew McCutcheon, to be honest with you guys. Um, next game is Friday night, I believe. I can tell you in two seconds. Um, we will be playing the Marlins. We start another... This was a four-game series. I believe we're going to make up... Yeah, so Friday, you're going to make up for that rain delay that we had two, three weeks ago when they were here in Philadelphia. So now they're going to be back here this upcoming Friday for a doubleheader, and then you got Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, so, man, oh, man, it's, it, it's interesting because I still do not ever feel comfortable playing the Miami Marlins, and we'll see what that's going to look like this upcoming weekend. Um, I really want to see Harper hit a, a nuke in the playoffs. I do too, Demich, but... I don't feel like this team deserves that. I thought you were saying you can't win with a bad farm system. Um, no, I don't think. I, I mean, I think you can. I mean, I'm sure there's teams that have done that, but I would rather make things easier on myself. And it's just so cool. Like, you know, we got Kataha right now over at the writing fighting fills. Like, imagine you had like a top five farm system down there and you're watching um pro players right in front of your eyes i remember when um you know shots to tink sports that you brought up jersey mics i once upon a time i was a general manager of jersey mics for a year and a half and i helped them open three stores up in north jersey fun fact about myself but i remember ha i had this one customer come in and i had a nice decent conversation with him i never forget this he's he was from vermont he moved to south jersey in his in his like 30s and he was telling me how in vermont he grew up in a town that had a, a minor league team for the Cincinnati Reds. And he watched a lot of those um pro those that golden era of Cincinnati Reds baseball, which I believe was in the in the 80s with Larkin and all those guys. 
He watched all those players grow up before his eyes in this minor league team in Vermont. That is so cool. Like you literally are watching kids before they become superstars. We, I don't really get to see that with the Phillies anymore. And I want that. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm reading all these prospects stuff and who's got the top farm systems and majors. And it's all like in the AL East between the Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Boston Red Sox. And I think the Blue Jays are somewhere like in the top half, top 15 um, in baseball. But that's what I want. That's literally what I want. Uh, why are the picks in the middle of the season? That's a really great point, Chase. Wow, that is all fantastic. But why is Major League Bay? I guess maybe because they do like multiple drafts and some of these. I mean, these kids won't even come up in the majors until like two, three years down the line. Unless they're like a Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and they're already able to play in the first season. But that is weird. Why do they do the, the draft in the middle of the season? That is a great point. Shouts to Chase for that one. That was a fantastic point right there. Uh, what's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, positive feel. You know that you know the drill, man. At the end of the show. I'll leave that in there again. Uh, is a guy I like Jojo Romero as well. I forgot about him. I hope uh, I don't know when he will be back. I uh, last I saw a month and a half ago, he was still in the sling. So we'll see if he can come back. I think it was a shoulder injury that he had. But man, we I would like I would like to have Jojo Romero back up here as well. Awesome Miss Sports, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's going on, man? Um, what's going on? What do we got here? Uh, hello. This okay. We got a weirdo. Awesome. Uh, I'm confident in them, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Okay. Uh, are you talking about the Phillies? Um, so, yeah, with me, I mean, I'm just going with the flow. I mean, whatever happens, if they give us playoffs, they give us playoffs. If not, we move on. I just, I'm not, I'm not expecting playoffs like I have in the last two years. I got bit by them in 2019. I got bit by them in 2020. I'm not going to do it again. That's just how it uh, happens to athletes all the time. Vinny has to control himself better. Um, yes, but the thing is, is if Vinny had the mentality to be that killer, to be that starting pitcher, he would absolutely be a legitimately good starting pitcher because he has the stuff of what it takes to be a starting pitcher in the major, in major league baseball, but his himself, he gets in his own way, way too much. I like JD hammer. I think you just asked that here. I love JD hammer. Um, Philly fan. What's going on, my man? Welcome on into oi in Philly sports. It's episode 36, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Brian Westbrook episode of Oi in Philly sports. And before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 please do not forget to like the live, subscribe to Ed Barcelo Philly's YouTube channel, as well as subscribe to Oi in Philly sports. You may find this podcast wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Keep this in your queue. It would truly mean the world to me. All right, guys, enough with the Phillies talk. Of course, we got a couple days to relax and, and stop stressing about these Phillies. Are they going to make the playoffs? We will We will see. But I want to move on and talk about the Sixers. Of course, you know, until Ben Simmons actually leaves Philadelphia, I think we will not stop talking about Ben Simmons until that actually happens. So Ben Simmons, of course, was in the news this week, um, this weekend. <sighs> not for good reasons again. Um, but this time, man, I think he his name has seen the lowest of the low that we have seen in Philadelphia. So this past weekend was, of course, the annual award show by the ES by ESPN. It is the Oscars of the ESPN, the ESPYs. Um, it's funny because the ESPYs is something I used to watch growing up a lot. I used to love watching the ESPYs. I used to love watching the red carpet event. I used to love watching the actual awards and whatnot. I don't really care for anyone. I don't, I don't think I've watched it in six, seven years, uh, to be honest with you guys. But um, Ben Simmons name was brought up in the ESPYs and 
Um, it wasn't for a good reason. The host, which I don't know who hosted it. Um, I think it was some sort of comedian or rapper. Um, he kind of had a joke about um, Ben Simmons, you know, something about uh, Ben Simmons donating homes to kids in Australia or Africa and something about bricks that Ben Simmons has been laying at, his, at the free throw line that has helped build these houses. So pretty much he got clowned on national TV in front of millions and millions of viewers, right? And everyone laughed. Everyone uh, kind of looked at Ben and's like, "Wow, you kind of reached the rock bottom." And that's maybe you know, if you f you might feel like that, Ben probably doesn't feel like that. Um, it was just a really bad look, guys. And I don't know how. And honestly, guys, I'm at the point where I don't know if Ben Simmons will ever live up to his expectations or his hype. I think that mentally Ben Simmons is broken or built incorrectly. You may say he acts like he does not care. He acts like he's the super confident dude. He is the man. He's the shit. But there is no way this can't be affecting you. And when I watch you play, especially in the playoffs, especially in the game seven, of a winner go home situation, I can tell things get to your head. There's a reason why you don't like driving to the basket. You don't like going to the free throw line because you're scared that because you know you're not good at it and they're going to miss and everyone's going to kind of call you out on your BS. People are calling him out on his BS. I really think it is imperative that the Philadelphia 76ers get rid of Ben Simmons before the season starts. This Ben Simmons with the Sixers thing does not work anymore. And I've said it before the playoffs started. I'm treating Ben Simmons like I did Brett Brown. If Ben Simmons does not get the job done in these playoffs, we need to move on from him. And that's what I said about Brett Brown in 2020. If we do not make go far in the playoffs with Brett Brown, we need to move on from Brett Brown. I was right about Brett, and I am right now about Ben Simmons. He needs to go. It's bad. He's getting ridiculed. He's getting being drugged by everyone in basketball. Everyone with a basketball mind is killing Ben Simmons right now, and he deserves it. I can't defend him anymore. I cannot defend him anymore. When he did not take the offensive game seriously, yes, guys, he did not take it seriously. He felt that his defense and his facilitating was enough to get the job done. And now... He's uh he's where he's at. He's where he's at. Charles Barkley took a shot at him in this weekend as well. And to top it all off, Team Australia has been playing in their qualifiers. This past weekend, they played against Argentina. And Matisse Thibel looked fantastic. Kind of the same stuff that we saw him in the regular season. The offense, it's it, his offense is slowly improving. I think for him right now, just work on the slashing, driving, you know, slashing, waiting for that ball, and then going up for the layup. And of course, he needs to work on the shooting because I feel like for him, I think he can play it in this league for 20 plus years if he can just be that three and D guy. If you can become that role player, there is a place for you in the NBA for a long time. Look at Crowder right now. Everywhere he goes, those teams go to e either a conference finals or NBA finals. Every team he goes to. And, I, and Matisse can do that. Matisse can definitely do that. Hopefully it's for the Sixers as well for a very long time. But Matisse looked very good for Australia. And I just really wish that that Ben Simmons would have shown up to Team Australia's um, 
camp and would have practiced with these guys and would have competed with these guys because I've hear I've heard a lot of stories about the Australian Basketball Federation. There's no games to be played out there, guys. No games to be played out there. Those guys take the, those 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 tournaments and those practices super seriously. Um, and I feel like the type of or the place that Ben Simmons is at, I think it would be beneficial for him to go to to, to practice with Australia. Now, one of the issues is um, I hear that a lot of those uh, Australian players could care less about Ben Simmons. And that's kind of interesting to hear as well. <laughs> like these guys don't like him. That's crazy. But it, I think I felt like that would have been a good, uh, a good thing for Ben Simmons to do for him mentally. But of course he won't play and he's going to take it easy. I agree that Ben Simmons needs to, uh, he needs to kind of refine himself, take some time off. Um, I mean, Maya Hama is a great distraction, but is it the right distraction? It's like instant gratification. Like, yeah, Maya Hama might be fun. She might be hot. She might be this. She might be that. But does she really, really get the most out of you? Is that really what you should be doing right now? I'm not going to tell Ben Simmons how to live his life, but it's his career. And I don't think people are thinking about this, but his career in the next two years can go one of two ways. He could be heading in the direction he's supposed to be going, or he could be heading back home to Australia, which I probably think he, he probably would stay here in America, buying $17.5 million mansions. And oh man, going out with these beautiful women. Uh, okay, positive Philly. Thank you. Uh, David, ¿qué dices? The Dame Time. Uh, David. Ah, papi, no creo que eso va a pasar. Eso va a tocar mucho pa, para traer a da, Damian Lillard acá a Filadelfia. Me, me gustaría porque yo creo con Lillard y Joel Embiid, eso va a ser el mejor este, eh, combinación en, en básquetbol ahorita. Pero es que yo no creo que el port, or, yo no creo que da, Damian quiere venir acá. Eso es el problema. Eso es el problema. Pero yo, eso, eso es mi sueño, papá. Damian Lillard y Joel Embiid, dámelo. Uh, I mean, Chase, I think he just was scared and he doesn't like to talk about it, but I think Ben was just scared. He does not want to play, uh, with an Australian team that is, that they, they work their asses off. They're a hardworking team and they won't, they would call Ben Simmons on his BS and that's a problem. Uh, Chase, it's Spanish, man. Get a dictionary. Uh, Pesta, yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does a Pesta. What's up, Philly fan? How you doing, my man? Um, guys, let's uh let's move on now to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, some interesting things uh kind of arose today with our fly guys here. I want to start off today with Mister Jakub Voracek, huh? The deadly uh, checks uh, winger, right? No, he's been so infuriating as well. Well, however, guys, some good news. Um, it looks like from a lot of the media members that cover the Philadelphia Flyers, it looks like his exit is coming closer than we expect. Now, um, obviously, we, we talked about it last week. There's a possibility, and Seattle and, and the Flyers have been talking back and forth about it. Um, but there's a potential where the, the Kraken could take 
the 8.2 million that Voracek would take up on the books, they could take that 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 money and they could bring him to Seattle. What they want to do with him, who knows, right? But that would be the best case scenario. But it just looks like if that happens, there might be another option where the Flyers find a way to get rid of that 8.2 million off their books so they can improve this team. If that could happen, that would definitely, definitely be a big. It would absolutely be big. I don't think we need a Jakob Voracek. I think that there are options on this team right now in this system that could fill in for Voracek's role and could be much cheaper, and you can fill those other roles that we do need with Voracek's money that he would leave as a void here, right? Um, look, Voracek's tenure here in Philadelphia has been mixed. He's been here since, what, 2011? Um, and he has shown a lot of flashes in these past 10 years of just an absolute dominant winger. He looks like a guy that, that could just be an absolute sniper. He never lived up to it. Now, I do know, and we always like to criticize him and Drew, but I do feel like a lot of the times they did not put the right pieces around those two players, and that is obviously a very unfortunate. But at the end of the day, you know, eight point two million for a guy who really does not giving you, you know, and another another interesting factor is too, guys. If you look at the last five years, the starting right wingers, the goal, the leading goal scorers, Jakob Voracek was a top ten leading goal scorer as a winger only once, and that was, I believe, three years ago where he was the sixth uh, best goal scorer as a winger. That's horrible for an eight point two million dollar winger. And I know like hockey contracts aren't NBA or basketball contracts, but that is pitiful. That is God awful. Bye, TikTok. Bye. <laughs> it's like TikTok is like shrinking now. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to go all the way down. That would have been great. Let me fix you guys. That's not cool. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny to watch, though. Give me two seconds, guys. There we go. This this little thing is definitely not working with me today, but anyways, uh, back to it, guys. Um, yeah. So as a as a leading score as a winger, he was a top ten score only once. And that's that's just not not really what you need from that right winger. So to me, the quicker Voracek goes and gets out of Philadelphia, the better I will feel about this team. Uh, we can then go on and construct this team to what I believe this team needs to do, and that is get quicker and get, and more importantly, get more physical. That's that's really where I believe this team needs to go. To the Seth Jones front, we've been talking about this, and we've been monitoring this over the last two weeks, simply because Seth Jones' name has been linked heavily to the Philadelphia Flyers, and we need someone of the expertise of a Seth Jones. Um, but his brother actually got traded today. Chicago with the big trade today. Uh, Keith Duncan has been sent off to Edmonton, which is very interesting. Uh, obviously, defender who is up there in age. Uh, you know, his best years are kind of behind him. And he got traded to Edmonton. And Caleb Jones um, got sent over to Chicago. Now, it is the question here. Would Seth Jones, who Chicago's name has been linked to Seth Jones as well, would Seth Jones go and play for a Chicago Blackhawks team? Now, this Blackhawks team is obviously moving on to their next generation of Blackhawks hockey, and that would not make sense in my opinion. Like, why would Seth Jones want to go play for a team that's trying to rebuild? This would be a slap in the face if you're a Flyers fan. I know some of you guys don't want Seth Jones, and I understand why. He's coming off a terrible year with the Columbus Blue Jackets, a terrible team. But if this guy 
does not want to play for Philadelphia and would rather play for that rebuild out in Chicago, this is a slap in the face, guys. This is not a good look for us. If Seth Jones does not want to play in Philadelphia, this is not a good look for us. So we'll see what happens. But Seth Jones is obviously top option. Dougie Hamilton is a, is a restricted free agent, and there's other um, free, uh, free agent options that you can go with. But um, I think key number one, move number one for the Flyers has to be finding a way to get Voracek's numbers off your books. That has to be the priority this offseason. Say happy birthday to Sam Moran. I wanted to say happy birthday to to number fifty five. Um, please, Philadelphia Flyers, bring him back. I wouldn't mind seeing him come back as an another the other as a seventh defender. Um, I would rather see him back here than than Ghosts, to be honest with you guys, because I know Moran can give me effort and he's a big body, and I and I, I would would very much like that. When you're talking about, you're gonna have guys here like uh like a Nivon Provorov, a Cam York might still play up here. Um, I mean, I mean, Ghosts might still play here too. <laughs> and depending on who they sign as well, you might have uh, like three or four smaller body defenders. So it would be nice to have a big body guy there as well. And I got excited today. And shouts if you guys checked, saw that TikTok today. TikTok. Uh, Wade Allison. I'm excited to see Wade Allison. And I think he's someone that can actually replace Vorchek's production. I think he can give us more than what Vorchek gave us as far as production goes. Um, I think he's going to have a big role. And it's funny because people really haven't been talking about um, Wade Allison this offseason. But I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm excited to see what Wade Allison can do. Uh, offseason skit and started. Obviously, the Lightning won last week. We had not say congratulations to Lightning. Congratulations, Tampa Bay. Please change your stadium rules, please. But uh, they kind of are building the model of how we should be building our hockey teams here in, in, in the National Hockey League. They are a fast, they are a physical, very skillful team. And I feel like we have the skill. I feel like we have some of the speed. Let's get a little bit more speed. Let's be more physical. Let's be, let's be physical. I don't think we're physical at all. I think we're very soft, to be honest with you guys. That Brawl Street Bully stuff, man, that's long gone. Long freaking gone. Uh, Comercio. Comercio Ben, uh, 50 points, ojo, 50 points, uh, Lillard. David, eso es, eso es lo que yo quiero. Eso es lo que yo quiero. Y eso yo creo que puede pasar si tenemos los dos. I'm a Miss Voracek, watched him my whole childhood. Same, same, man. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Tyson Berry, that is correct here. That is correct here. All right, let's uh, move on to the Philadelphia Union, guys. Uh, today we had some big news with the Union. Um, Ernst Tanner has signed an extension. Um, our sporting director slash general manager, he has signed a multi-year contract extension to stay in Philadelphia now. Ernst was sought after by a lot of European teams after the success he's had here in Philadelphia. Anytime you can um, build a championship caliber team on a budget, you're going to be sought after by a lot of clubs. It's not just in Europe. It's everywhere. And what Ernst Tanner has done here in Philadelphia from building the youth, well, continuing the growth of the youth academy, trusting these kids onto the senior team, signing these kids onto the senior team, selling Brandon Aronson for a record fee, selling Mark McKenzie for a record fee, um, you've made the Philadelphia Union a very credible club in America in the matter of two seasons, essentially. It's it's pretty remarkable what he has done, and he each deserves a mural or something in Subaru Park because what he's done with the Union is absolutely remarkable, and I'm curious to see what else, whether more he does for this team. 
I still will say I love the fact that we build from within. I love the movement that is going on with this team. You know, even when you look around the MLS, all these clubs that are building from within as well, like the Philadelphia Union, putting the emphasis on the youth academy, spending the money not on so much on on signing players, but putting that putting that money, reinvesting it into yourself and putting it into the youth academy so that you can get more players. This is stuff that Ernst Tanner has been predicated on. And then, you know, you you go out and you find a Leon Flack, a diamond in the rough. Tarot, another diamond in the rough. Uh, Sergio Santos from Brazil. Jose El Brujo Martinez from Venezuela. Jakob Glesnes. These are all moves that have been spectacular by Ernst Tanner. Excuse me. And the Philadelphia are a team known that doesn't want to spend money. We know that they don't want but what they do is they they have a system they have a belief and it works it is working and uh i still believe this team needs to find that killer now daniel was brought in here as a designated player the the um the jury's still out on him on whether or not he is in fact that killer or not but i i'm loving what Ernst Sander did and he deserves this move he absolutely deserves this you see these players this team they're all in on a championship you know, guys like uh, even Brujo Martinez, even Jim Curtin, all the, some of these guys have had other offers to move on and improve their career, but they want to bring a championship to Philadelphia. And that's very important. These guys are invested in bringing a championship to Philadelphia. And I think they're going to be the next team to bring a championship. You know, we talk about the Sixers all the time, but I'm sorry, but... <laughs> It's going to be hard to get rid of Ben Simmons. And I think that what it depends on what what you get in return for Ben Simmons, I think the Sixers, I'm sorry, I think the Union are closer to a championship than the Philadelphia 76ers. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, to me, Joel, the Joel Embiid, he's been fantastic, but he also hasn't been clutching the playoffs. These are these these are truths. These are actual truths. So we shall see. Uh, Flyers have a good, yeah, I agree with this. Flyers have a good farm system. We need to trade picks and young guys or even buy huh so you mm, it depends on who it is see i don't think you need to go out and get yourselves like i look i get it a glendis gaga uh, barry i get it like all these things like i i get you want the you want want the allure of, of a known player but i do believe that there is a way to win in this division without breaking the bank you know, I even look at the Islanders and what they've done. And Lula Amarillo give them all the credit in the world. But there is a way of doing it without breaking the bank. And I and I think that's what we're going to have to do. Because you already put some money in a lot of players already. It, it's absolutely wild. Um, let's end today with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Lane Johnson had a comments this weekend. Uh, he stated last year was an embarrassment. And I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but just to think where this team was, 2017, we're at the top of the world, Super Bowl champs, we're the model of the NFL, everyone's trying to build the strong defensive lines, trying to find the next Carson Wentz, um, going for it on fourth down all the freaking time, investing in a backup quarterback, you know, many teams didn't think about that until Nick Foles came around, and everyone wants to spend money on backup quarterbacks, um, to... 2018, they almost made another run. 2019, they won a division off a, on a roster that was hampered with injuries. And then in 2020, you just literally hit rock bottom. 
we literally hit rock bottom and it was embarrassing you know from the Carson one situation the way that went down the the play on the field the offense you know it, it, we were lucky if we scored 14 points in an, in an offense um it was like watching like navy football <laughs> not even because this team couldn't even, wouldn't even run the ball at least navy runs the ball like 20,000 times in a football game the eagles couldn't even do that he had guys dropping passes. This this secondary, other than well, Darius Slay got picked apart because and in the second half of the season, because no was no one else helping him out. The pass rush starting going away. You had no other secondaries that could help him out, and he's he's over here defending guys like DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, AJ Green, Robert Woods. The best combo. Oh, the was DeAndre Hopkins. Like he was going up against the best of the best. And that was definitely tough. So, I mean, honestly, this year, it can't, it literally can't get worse. I really feel like this season, it cannot get any worse than what happened last year. And I'm excited for E. You know, we know what gets me more excited about Eagles football? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith uh, in the SB's one college football player of the year, or co- male college athlete of the year, I'm sorry. And Devontae. I'm excited to see what he is going to do here in Philadelphia. The way he composes composes himself, I think, to me, impresses me more than anything on the field. It's the demeanor of a, a star player in the NFL, and he hasn't even touched the field yet. And I'm not saying he's going to be a top. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to have a uh, Justin Jefferson type of year. I'm not going to go that far because I learned my lesson on that. But I think Devontae Smith can take some good strides in this first year, and I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. And it's all predicated on Nick Sirianni and the way he calls this offense. Because he's got weapons. you got to put him in good spots, unlike Doug Peterson. <laughs> we got more workout videos. Ronnie McLeod looks like he's in shape. He's ready for the year. I'm excited for Ronnie McLeod. I, a lot of people believe he's done. I don't. I think he can provide some serious veteran leadership for this team. And before he got hurt, he actually was pretty productive. He's all over the field. He he he's he, he knows where he, he knows how to read place. And I'm so excited to see Rodney. And you need that you need that leader. I think him and Anthony Harris are going to be a great combination. We just need that second corner. Now, if Steven Nelson wants to come here and play, that would be nice. Stick one million less dollars, one million less, and come play in Philadelphia. How we just give him a three million? Let's just do it. Just do it. Jordan Matthews, ladies and gentlemen, he's back in the news. No, he hasn't signed to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 12th straight time. He, that's, that was wild. He gets traded right before the 2017 year. I think he came back for the beginning of 2018. Uh, 2019, he came back for a couple of games. 2020, he came back for a couple of games. This man, keeps, the Eagles keep bringing him in, taking him away. It, it's absolutely wild. But now it looks like Jordan Matthews is going to try out Back in the NFL, and he's switching positions. He's going to be switching over to tight end. Now, that's going to be funny to see. Now, obviously, I think he needs to get a little bulkier if he wants to play that position. Um, I mean, he was ripped before, but he wasn't that big. Like, you need to be bigger to play tight end. He's got the body size. He obviously has his speed for it, but we'll see if he can do it. I'll always root for, root for Jordan Matthews. Um, that 2015 year with Sam Bradford and DeMarco Murray, there weren't, a, there weren't a lot of bright spots on that Eagles offense, but Jordan Matthews was actually one of the bright spots on that Eagles offense, and I'll always have a soft spot for Jordan Matthews. Love Jordan Matthews. Love him, man. Um, it's like it's sad. We always had good players like uh, 
G, Sean, Jakob, Simmons, their star players, and we never won. That's on the Flyers. They never were able to build teams around those guys, and that is what's so unfortunate about this team, man. It's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Those guys deserved at least one Stanley Cup run, at least one, and they couldn't do it. And it sucks, too, because after 2010, you're thinking like the Flyers are about to go into a great era of Flyers hockey. You know, the next year they have that crazy series against the Pittsburgh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins when they won in six, and then they lost to the New Jersey Devils, and it was just done after that. They didn't. They missed the playoffs in the short in the the lockout shortened season. Um, they had a couple years of some mediocre hockey. Ruby took them to a playoffs one year when they lost to Vigneault and the Rangers. Um, you had the one year when um, unfortunately Snyder died, and may he rest in peace. You get absolutely killed by the Caps, and you're throwing bracelets on the ice. The one year where you get swept by the Penguins, and yeah, it was just a lot of um, some bad hockey. And obviously, 2020, we're thinking we're back. Flyers hockey's back. We're gonna be great again. And you dropped the ball, man. Dropped the ball. Uh, remember when he had the touchdown versus the Saints from Nikki Foles? That game when Alshon couldn't snag the ball in. Yeah, man. A lot of eh, that's a lot, a lot of sad, a lot of sad, a lot, a lot of sad here. Uh, what is going on? Sean is cute. Uh, that's a great name, my man. What is going on? Welcome to Oyen Philly Sports. But now, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to allow some people on here to come on and give us your thoughts, your comments, concerns. Give me five minutes and give me uh, some good, good stuff to talk about here. So, first up, I want to go to King Washington if he's going to put his camera on and let his mic on. Um, if not, we're going to, okay, we got the mic. There we go. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, who is this guy? We got King Washington. What's up? El Parcero. Hi. So, uh, yeah, so I went through a name change and, uh, feel little, pretty good about it. Little rebrand. I love a rebrand. What's yeah. what went behind this rebrand here? Um, it's just, I figured out that and I, I love my old name it's just when when we change our name and it's gonna be hard to uh hard to use it and we really know what the meaning is for the word wtf okay um so i wanted to rebrand and i I like this a lot i like it too man it's it's definitely it's a good name man you know i put king um dynasty and 21 for sean taylor so wait i want to see if this works Oh, hold on. I want to see if this is I have a logo. I just don't know if it shows. Wow. Okay. That one. Look at the one. Look at the font. Oh, I like oh, it. It's like Street it? Fighter. Yeah, we got the font going. Oh. I like uh, it, man. Yeah, but uh I don't know if you heard Washington uh Let me throw my camera back on. But Washington has Jason Wright, the president released that the new name and logo will be released early 2022. Wait, why wait so long? I don't know. That's uh, came out Saturday, uh, Saturday. And today he released that. I think he said, he said something that it won't be uh, the warriors. It won't be Washington warriors, which I'm glad about that. Yeah, it would have been too dull, right? I want. I would like the uh, Red Wolves or the Hogs. You know me. I you guys got to go with the Hogs, man. It would be the smartest thing to do. It would be the smartest thing to do. It would connect with all, like all, like the the good days of Washington football. 
Um, and it's already been part of your franchise for decades now. It would be the smart thing to do to go to the Hogs, mm-hmm. the War Hogs, or the Wild. Hogs. And I, don't I know. know, I know, we want to bring back. I think a lot of people want the Red Tails. I'm not a big fan of it. I like the logo because it's an R. Right. Um, it's going to be an R, and it would be fonted on how it used to be, which I like. But just saying, I'm a Red Tail. I don't know. It seems weird. Logan wants to know who you got winning the Derby tonight. Um, you know what? You know, I don't who's, even know who's in the Derby. I'll tell you right now. So you got um, for these are the first rounds, right? So you got Otani uh, versus Juan Soto. Obviously, Otani's been absolutely destroying the majors this year. Salvador Perez going up against Pete Alonso. You got Joey Gallo going up against Trevor Story. Matt Olson going up against Trey Mancini. Uh, for me, it's just hard not to go with Otani, especially the year that he's had. But uh, anything can happen. Pete Alonso might be a, a a dark horse if he's on; he can win it. But he's too. Is um, is Chris Bryant in there? He's not. He's not. He's been uh, in well, a while. I don't really care. We'll put it. We'll put it as um, <laughs> Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> maybe uh, Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Rookie of the Year. There you go. Uh, uh yes, the Mitch. We remember, we know Eagles yeah. got Ryan Kerrigan. How are you gonna feel about that? He was my favorite player um on Washington. And I understand, I mean, if I was him, I would have I would have left too. You got Chase Young and Montez Sweat playing his position, and we like we're we're young. He's getting to his older stages where we're not gonna be playing him as much. And he might play linebacker here, man. Oh, really? He might play a little both, a little outside linebacker, a little yeah. defensive end. Well, we'll put it this way. The Eagles won't be good, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but the Eagles, I, I really, really, really like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's To me, I want there's two things I want to see this year. It's how he uh, improves on the pre-snap. Obviously, in the NFL, it's all about that pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And then that passing accuracy. I think he's got the arm to throw in the NFL. But how is that passing accuracy? And those are things that I'll be looking at for sure, man. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, though. How you feel about uh, Ben Simmons? Sounds Before good, you man. That, I made a new I'm, – I'm about to make a new hashtag. Um, Dame to Chicago. Come on now. It's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to give up. But we're going we're gonna to give up something, and uh, we're going to get him to Chicago. You think you're going to get him to Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> Who do, or actually, I'll, I'll, I think Anthony Davis is going to come to Chicago. I don't know what the heck you guys are doing. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't understand what you guys are doing. The development hasn't gone the way you guys expected it to go. And, uh, yeah, I don't, you guys kind of are in a bad spot. Then you make the trade for Vucevic, which I never understood. But you. I think that Wendell Card and Otter Porter, we got we got rid of two first, which kind of hurt us. But Zach Levine needed another Zach Levine needed another star, and I think that's why we brought him in. Yeah, but does Vucevic really move the needle? Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Know. He can shoot. All he's an all star, and that's what we needed. We weren't winning games with with both of them, but this year will change. Um, Kobe White, I'm a little undecided about. Oh my God, he might um, be a good bench point guard. I, yeah, hundred percent. But uh, no, we'll get Kawhi. We'll get Anthony Davis. 
Um, and then Bulls are back. The Bulls are back. The Bulls will be back. Yep. I love it, man. I, I love your optimism because we need that here in Philly. We have no optimism for the Sixers this all season. Well, I, I told a lot of people this yesterday. And I said, hold on. I said, <laughs> Ben Simmons, I really think he could be a great point guard. I really do. I think he'd be a great if player. If he can get the sh- shooting and he can not be scared of putting the ball up, he can be one of the best point guards in the league. He has the height. He can play one through four, point guard to power forward. Why can't he be one of the best in the league? You know what I mean? Because he doesn't have the mentality to do this. He doesn't. And I I, I think that the, the Sixers will not trade him this year. Wait one more year because I really think he's going to develop his jump shot. He's going to he's gonna be really good this season. I really do think. I think the, the Sixers are going to keep him. <sighs> I know. I know. It's not. It's likely not going to happen, but I really could see it. So here's the problem. He comes back, right? And beginning of the year, he just regresses even more. And that's where you can trade him, though. Can you, though? His, I mean, huh. look, right now his value is low, but it's evident that it's not low enough that you can't trade him, right? If he comes out, and balls like crap in the beginning of the year, it'd be hard to get rid of him at that. You probably could get rid of him, but for like pennies on the dollar. Well, y'all right should have put that uh, Pacers trade. You no, Matt Brogdon? No. Yeah. No. Bro, what? No, no, really? no, 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 dude. I like Brogdon. Killers. We need killers. Not we don't need Brogdons. We need killers. Yeah, but why can't? All right, but who whose trade value is higher, Brogdon or Ben Simmons? Uh, it's tough because Brogdon's had the injury issues as of late. He's right. a good scorer, but I feel like for me, he's like a at best a second option, a third option. That's it. I want so what I want is well, I want Simmons another killer. Is be the first option, no matter what. To, but so for me, like I think when you have Joel Embiid, you got to remember there. We don't know how long he's going to play for. I think that injuries are are a real concern with him. So what I want is a killer to play with him because I feel like you to, to get the most out of Joel Embiid is if you can get someone that can work with the pick and roll. Imagine a deadly pick and roll with a guy like Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid. That's so unstoppable. That's that's why like we we a lot of fans are upset that we didn't pull the trigger on James Harden because um, obviously Ben Simmons didn't perform, but James and Ben would have been disgusting on on, on a pick and roll. Now I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. We didn't do that trade, but. This is what we we need a guy who can play off of Joel. I do not like um, Harden. I hate Harden. I agree. Because the guy, he does what he wants to do. When he's on a super team like that, and you've seen it, he passes it. Right. I mean, he goes the ball. I mean, that's a good team. The Nets are a great team. Um, But when you see him on the Rockets, where – he was by himself or with Chris Paul. It was just him. It right. was just him. And that's why the um, the Suns are so good is because you have Chris Paul, who's probably, in my opinion, the best point guard right now in the mm-hmm. league. You have Devin Booker, who's just Devin Booker. I mean, that's right. what you get from him. Miles Bridges, who's playing like nobody thought he was going to do. I don't I don't remember who their power forward is. Um. And their center, DeAndre Ayton, is getting boards like it's nothing. It's a well-constructed team, man. Yeah. And it really is. 
when you have Cameron Payne coming off the bench, that's teamwork, and that's what the Sixers can be. I, I believe the Sixers can be like that. They have the center. They need one or two more pieces, and that's that's it. But Yeah, we don't have that backcourt of Phoenix. Is if you put if you put um, Ben Simmons in a trade with two firsts, you can't get Dame. And I don't want to throw Tyrese Maxey in because I really like him. I'm but doing it. You're gonna have to do. I'm doing whatever I can do to get uh, Tyrese Maxey. I'll give for Damian Lillard. Really? Are we really talking about this? I know, but Dame, what, 31, 32? You don't know. I don't care. I just want a championship. You realize <laughs> the Sixers haven't won a championship since third since in 38 years. I'm sorry. The you know, only glory, the only thing I have to hang my hat on with this team is an 0-1 finals trip. That's it. In my whole yeah. life, I watched some mediocre basketball for 10 years, and then I watched some terrible basketball for five years so I can get a championship now. I don't care what we have to do. Just get the freaking championship here to Philly. You know, we've always been bad. When De- Derrick Rose was here, we we were yeah, good. Other than that. The Jordan era. Dude, anyone would take the Jordan era. Oh, 100%. That's why we have a lot of bandwagons. You have the best player to play the sport. You got six championships in that era. I would take that over anything. And this team, it's just so frustrating. It's bad moves after bad moves. You, you So the early 80s was a great era. You get lucky. You get Charles Barkley. You screw up his, career, his prime. You trade him for pennies on the dollar. You're bad until Allen Iverson gets here. Then you, then Allen Iverson, you was Allen Iverson. You didn't put any good pieces around him. And then you had ten years of mediocre basketball. The best was when we beat you guys in 2000. What was that? 2011. We beat you guys only because Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah got hurt. And then we went through the process. It's like it, it's it's time, man. You and you did it. You lost all those games. You had all those assets for this moment right here. Get the play. Get, if Damian Lillard's that guy, get Damian Lillard. I wouldn't be mad with Darion Fox. I think that him in a better situation like Philadelphia, I think he could be a superstar player. I like. I love Fox on the seventy. Yeah, he's just on a bad. He's in a I bad situation. The Kings are not it. They're not at all, man. Um, and I don't think that right now, not a lot of people want to go to Philly. No. Um, and that's what's. That's what it is. Is not Dame, even hockey players want to come play to Philly? Well, let me ask you this: the baseball uh, playoffs or not for the Phillies? Um, I'm gonna say no. You don't want to? Not that I don't want to. I don't believe this team. Um, it's to me, it's the same stuff that I seen in 2019. The same stuff I seen in 2020. I don't see how anything's changed. They had a great week. Yeah, they they beat the Padres, they beat the Cubs, and they beat the Red Sox in a series. But I don't believe in this team. There's nothing has changed with this team. It's still a bad bullpen. You still are missing four or five starters. You're still missing a a, a closer. I mean, we'll see. Ranger Suarez has done good, but I'm not ready to say he's the closer. And this defense is pretty bad. Yeah, like for us, I mean, it's going to be hard to bring back Chris Bryant. Um, I mean, he's one of the best players on our team. Or Javier Baez. Oh, is he a free agent too? I think so. I think it's his last year. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's time for the Cubs to rebuild, to be honest with you. Oh, trust the process. 
Trust the process. Listen, <laughs> man, we're going to get some other people on here before the Philly Sports Show tonight, but I appreciate you coming on. Love the name change, and we'll talk soon, Thank my man. You. See you, Barso. See you, brother. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, King Washington 21. I love the name. I love the name. All right, let's move on now, and let's bring on Mr. Positive Philly to only in Philly Sports. On, How are you doing, my guy? I'm good, man. By yourself. Good. I'm liking the way this Philly seems playing right now. And uh, check this out. I had my graduation party yesterday. I got a new jersey. Nice. Look at that. We got the JoJo, the Bowhouse Row. That's a good yeah. gift, my man. Look at that. Yeah. Very nice. How'd it go at the graduation party? It was good. You know, it was a good day for it. Philly's won. Uh, so you know. You're so you're 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 up on this team. So here's so here's my thing now. You know, we um we obviously had some disappointing news over the weekend with um Ronald Acuna tearing his ACL. Right. You know, I never wish injury on anybody, but but it's good for the Phillies. In a way, because it's it, I feel like it's going to help this team be better. It, it could, you know, we could make it to the top of the division, and I, I would love to end the drought this year. We really need to. Obviously, I would love to end the drought, right? Like, I, I mean, Red October is a beautiful – it's a beautiful two words. Um, when I look at this Phillies team, like I, like I just told Wash, the uh, King Washington 21, it's the same stuff I've seen in 2019. It's the same stuff I've seen in 2020. We still have bad – we still have bad four and five starters. We still have a lackluster bullpen. We don't have a closer. This defense is terrible. And this farm system is not good. I want what the Tampa Bay Rays have. I want what the Baltimore Orioles, the Kansas City Royals, the Boston Red Sox. I want a good farm system. Good teams do that. Good teams build through the farm system and then plug and play through free agency and trades throughout the roster. And as much as I want Red October, I want longevity. I want this team to be like the the late 2000s, early 2010 Phillies. I get it. We all have we've it's been 10 years. It's too long since we've had we haven't had playoffs here in Philadelphia. But what do we really want here? That that's just how I look at it. Uh, listen, I'm not even worried about winning the World Series right now. I'm not focused on that. All we need to do is make the playoffs. And the way we've been playing right now, they can do it. It's it's they can do it. The the no, schedule super easy. The Mets have a much harder schedule than we do in the second half of the season. But I mean, what's gonna happen? Number one, right? Second half, Zach Wheeler. We got to see what that's like because over the past couple of years, even with the Mets, that's been bad. That's that. It's a real thing. Like second half of Zach Wheeler is a real thing. Um, I've seen Aaron Nola collapse in in final weeks of seasons. Um, I've never in my life seen Bryce Harper be clutch, even with the Phillies, even with the Nationals. JT Real Muto, as good as he is as a catcher, has never even played in the playoffs. So I don't I don't know what I mean I mean the the only good thing is that the Mets are who they are because as as much of a choke job we are they're even a bigger choke job up there that's right. the only thing we can rely on here with this and can Girardi not screw it up because there has been games where he screwed it up for us he's done better this week was good this week was a good week for him so we can't I really still, kill him I still think we need to fix our bullpen now how do we do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see, know. You, you see, you see the dilemma gotta, we're running ask, into. Got to ask Joe Girardi that question <laughs> because he's he might know how, but he hasn't done anything. You, you know who's out there, man? Um, Cole Hamels. He did a he did a workout this weekend. Really? Yeah. 
We'll, I mean, I don't know how he looks these days. No, he here's a question: year would, he, last year. would he be in the starting rotation? Um, I would assume so. Um, depending on what he's got left, I would assume he would come right. back here to be a fourth or five starter. Um, if he's cheap enough and he he seems like he's fine to play in majors at this age, then why not? He's, why not how old is he? Do you know? Nah, he's got to be in his like thirties, somewhat in there. I'm gonna look it up. Uh. So correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, so I, I know I've told you and I've yet to go. I was looking. There's a few more left. And I know you said you're only bringing your sombrero to a few more. The supporters section is where the Sons of Ben and you sit, correct? Sons of Ben and Keystone Ultras. Keystone State Ultras sit there as well. Who are they? They are the other supporters group. They sit in section 140. Um, I would recommend not sitting there because they are much more passionate singers, I would say, because they're a smaller group. Um, and you don't want to get yourself caught and not being able to sing because they will rip you apart. And where? the So section 140. So they take over 140. I think they have a little bit of 139. But Where's Sons of Ben sit? Sons of Ben pretty much sit from 134 all the way through 138, 39. So all that is Sons of Ben. Okay, yeah, now, the, that whole... Ball. That whole area, yeah, so one thirty four to one thirty eight, I would say that's the best prime spots, and they're cheap. They're the cheapest tickets in, in the whole stadium, and they're the best seats. To be honest with you, I, I mean, my, essentially like my family is like there every single you gonna, match. You gonna be there? Uh I mean, I kind of have to be. <laughs> I kind of have to be there every game. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna talk to my dad. You know, hopefully we can go. If we go, you know, I'll see you. We gotta get a picture. Man. Sounds good, my man. Awesome Sounds good. What else you got for me, Positive Philly? Uh, who do you think's going to win, Suns or Bucks? Uh, who, do you, who, do you, who do you want to win? Uh, I mean, I want the Suns to win, but I think the – I don't know. If they're watching last night, this Bucks team throughout these playoffs have been super resilient. Yeah, I still got Suns and six. I'm going to go Bucks. Bucks and seven. <sighs> it, you, it, would, it would pain you, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I just, I I want the Suns to win. I want Chris Paul to get her in. I that you know that Suns rapper. He's he's awesome. The Suns rapper. Yeah, Zanzor. He, you got to check him out on TikTok. Oh, there's a rapper that's a Suns fan. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll check him out, man. Yeah, I'll Jeez, I got to start my rapping career too, huh? We got TikTokers <laughs> starting rapping careers as fans. Um. But I don't really got anything else for you, Oprah Sarah. I will keep you updated on if I get to a union game. Like I said, Sounds I'm really good, trying man. to. I got to get some gear, though, first. Do it, man. Do it you know, up. I, I guess, I, I can't get a T-shirt. Keep gear. it easy. Yeah, get a T-shirt and hat. There you go. That's the easiest way to do it, man. All right, my man. You enjoy the rest of your night. I appreciate <laughs> you. I will. Sounds right. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, he's a cool guy. Let me hear say beat the. He, so he had a song. Um, beat LA. He it was like, let me hear say beat. Oh, uh, let me hear say beat LA. And then another song is, let me hear say beat them bucks, beat them bucks, or like, like beat, beat the like bucks that. or something. So yeah. All right, sounds good, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, and and uh, go Phils, go Phils, go Phils. Yes, sir. See you later, man. Positive Philly, ladies and gentlemen, in the building. All right, let's move on now to Mister Sports Prods. Welcome What's to Oi Philly Sports, man. What's up? How you doing, man? Good. I'm excited the, how the Phillies have been playing and that we drafted a pitcher yesterday what? at 13. Why Why are you excited about that? Because we need pitcher 
pitching, and I say he can he could go into the bullpen maybe. What do you mean he can go in the bullpen? Like right now? No, to the um for the pitcher we drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I you, say we can put him in to I say we can put him into rotation like next year. And he can uh, learn off of Aaron Nola. Yeah, I just get a little weary about those type of things. Because he's a he's he just graduated high school. Yeah, when you're is. at when you're at that age, it's it's tough. Uh, I know Mick Abel has been doing really good right now in the minors. Um, I, I would give it a, a, like a, a two two to three years until he can actually because I think his he can be a starter starting pitcher in this rotation as well. But I'm going to give it some time right now. Um, right now we need those four or five guys. We need to find that. I think next year we'll see what they they decide to do. Whether they keep Spencer Howard here or decide to kind of slowly bring up Mick Abel. Um, but they need to sign a fourth four guy. And when you get McCutcheon off the books, if they can find a way to get DD off the books, that's a lot of money. It's going to ease up, and you'll be able to find that fourth fourth guy. But that was a good pick. That was a good pick, Andrew Painter. I you can't go wrong with that. Um, he uh, actually knows, or he went to school with Girardi's kid down in Florida. So it it should be it should be good, man. Well, I mean, we'll see. I haven't really have any faith in this farm because they haven't really been able to develop anyone. But we'll see what they can we can do with Mister Andrew Painter here, man. And I say we try and trade for Chris Bryant. Like, I say we do, like, Andrew McCutcheon and D.D. DeGorius for Bryant and see if they want more or if that's a fair trade. So, when it's a team like a Cubs, you got to remember, they are they're losing a lot. Um, they just came off of their golden era. Remember, they won the World Series. I don't think a move like that is what they would want to do. I think if they're going to get rid of Chris Bryant, they want to start moving forward. So they would want to get some prospects. Um, if you're trading away Didi or Andrew McCutcheon, you'd have to look for one of those championship caliber teams that need an extra bat to kind of push them forward. Um, and that, that I think that's that's what uh, the Phillies are going to be looking for. Um I think they're going to be uh, buyers at the deadline time as much as I want them to be sellers. Um, but when you have a Bryce Harper, you have a JT, you have a lot of money locked up into some of these star players, you can't just turn around and say, hey, we're going to sell everything now. So I, I understand this is a business, but um, I don't. I, I think what we need to look for is more um, bang for your bucks because you got a lot of money locked up here. I know you guys want the Phillies to go over the luxury tax, but if you don't have to, you don't have to. And I don't think this team necessarily has to go over the luxury tax right now, at least. Maybe in the offseason. Me either. But with the union, I feel like we can go back to the playoffs. Yeah, they should, yeah, they very well should do that. We're one of the best teams in the MLS. Yes, like sir. The Bills of the MLS. <laughs> oh man. I don't want to be the Bills of the MLS, but uh hopefully we can we can get that championship here in Philly. That would that would, that would definitely be nice. But this team should be good. Um we'll we'll see them Saturday. They'll be back on Saturday. They'll play they got DC coming up in here. And you already know DC's our little brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I feel like Aaron Noah is still gonna be good in the second half. I hope so. Like, man. When I was at the Phillies game on the twenty nine, I saw Noah like throwing he was off that day, but I still saw him throwing in the bullpen. Right. Like to, it was either JT or Andrew Knapp. Mm-hmm. And he threw straight down the middle. Nice. Sarah Nola for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he I just has to get out of his head, man. You got what? I'm sorry? 
a signed hat from him. Hey, look at that. Very nice, man. Very nice. And I will be going live at 745 for the home run derby. Very nice, man. You enjoy that. We'll be we'll be here doing the Philly Sports Show. You enjoy you enjoy your, your stream there, man. Let's go. Let's go. All right, sports prods. We're gonna move on here, but I appreciate you coming on as always. I always appreciate the love, and you enjoy the rest of your night, my man. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Sports prods. All right, one more caller here. Let's now bring on Logan to end this off. Logan, what's going on, man? Good. Have I ever shown you my fluffy friend? He's hey, he's what's up? Tonight. Sniffing my trash can. I don't know why. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, brother. That's so funny. He's now gonna go lick. He's now gonna go. He's now gonna go lick my cords. I don't know. He's saying hi to Ben Simmons, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Must be learning the learning how to get a jump shot. <laughs> right. What's up? Are you back home, Logan? Are you back from your little tour? Your little for, baseball tour? For, for two days. And then you're off somewhere else. Yeah, I got stuff packed up already. Dude, you're like uh, you, you travel like Ben Simmons. You might not play like him, but you travel like him. Yeah. What, what's going on, man? How you feeling about these Phillies? No. Oh, the Philadelphia 500. <laughs> We're back. We're 500. <laughs> that's just that's every season. Ah, see that. This is why we. This is why we we uh, we see eye to eye, man. It's just we 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 realize what this team is, man. It, it, I just find it hard to be optimistic about the Phillies when I've seen the same product for the last two years. Yeah. It's uh, tough, man. I'm, Do you want to see I'm them really be buyers? Oh, I, I'm getting desperate now. I'm wearing an Orioles shirt today. Seems like a lot it's of tra- it's Trey Mancini though. I'm just picking him to win the Derby, so I just hope he does. I hope he does too, man. I, I, I hope you know. I hope he doesn't win Pete Alonso because you, we're not going to hear the end of it for Mets fans. He already won it. I yeah, don't want to hear it again. <laughs> Pete Alonso so good. He's the greatest first baseman to ever exist. <laughs> he went to two home run derbies. Like like every, like it even matters. <laughs> Logan, can, can we agree though? It's kind of Otani's derby to lose. He's so good, man. He's such a beast. I want to see him pitch one day. Or at least pitch or hit. In person? Yeah. That sucks, that's all it, sucks that, it sucks that they, they're not going to play for the Phillies because it's how they do stuff. Their schedule this year. So. Right. You got, yeah, it'd be nice to I go guess out there, man. You have to go see them play like you have to go see them play against an AL team. So, right, right. Yeah. Should be rough, man. What else you got for me, Logan? Uh, trying to remember it. Oh, do you think um either Zach Wheeler or JT Romito would do remotely anything in the All Star game? We'll give up anything you said. We'll remotely do anything. Uh I mean, yeah, I think obviously Wheeler as a pitcher, he's gonna he's gonna have a he's gonna give himself a good outing in the, in one inning there. Um, I do think it's a little ridiculous he didn't start. Um, they put Scherzer over Wheeler. I feel like this year, Wheeler has oh. been the better pitcher. Uh, but well, I, I, I mean, definitely they, think Wheeler. They do twice. They do twice, and Scherzer won in both of them. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, 
I yeah. If I guess if you were thinking of it like that, yeah. But I just looking at it like overall, like I feel like Wheelers have a, a better season. But yeah, you're right. Scherzer in those two matchups had the had his number. I mean, uh, Wheeler had Kershaw's number. I guess that's worth, worth something. The one time. <laughs> the one time. It was a good outing though. I, I I I'm I'm excited for him. He deserves this, and he's really been our best pitcher this year. And it's surprising. I didn't think that he would overtake Aaron Nola, but thank I mean, God, there's not right? That much, there's not that much competition. Pretty much, pretty much, my man. Look, were you were you watching the the Derby tonight? Probably in my basement watching it or something. The the man throne of yours. Sure. <laughs> Nothing special. Well, <laughs> it's it's your domain it's your domain so it's special in your own way but listen logan we're gonna hop off we're gonna get ready for the philly sports show but i appreciate you coming on as always my man and i'm, I'm sure we'll talk very soon brother go broncos <laughs> see you later logan well, of course logan is our residential broncos fan here it's always good talking to him ladies and gentlemen seriously it's that that is another episode of oyen philly sports thank you so much for tuning on in thank you so much tiktok as well uh in a little bit we'll be hopping on the philly sports show with the philly sports guy whenever the playoffs are done for him uh but of course guys do not forget to like the live subscribe to el parcero philly's youtube channel and as well do not forget to subscribe to oyen philly sports you can find oyen philly sports wherever you stream podcasts from apple google and spotify Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you soon.